And now Patrick Cantlay has won the BMW Championship by one shot from Scott Stallings. So Cantlay wins. Now, Adam Scott, crucially, got up and down on the last for par to finish in a tied for fifth at 10 under, so four shots back. But he qualifies for the Tour Championship next week where the winner of that gets $25 million, thereabouts Australian. So it means he's got into the top 30 in the FedEx Cup for that tournament, the season finale next week. Now, we're just reading a story courtesy of the Daily Telegraph. Uh, blow for the Cowboys. Now, uh, this is going to make you wince, uh, particularly for our male listeners. Now, Tom Dearden has been rushed to hospital for surgery on a ruptured testicle. Ouch. So uh, he... I mean, how long are you out for with that? Oh, I'm assuming a couple of weeks at least. Oof. A couple of weeks. That could be up to a month. So I remember Pete Wallace doing it many years ago in a state of origin um, and continued to play with it and didn't realise until after the game. Well, he, he realised he did something, but he continued to play. And I think it's a couple of weeks. So, mm. what's he, two more weeks... He should be okay, I would think, for the first round of the finals. But I don't think he'll be playing the remaining games. Two games, yeah, yeah. And they've got a, who's got they got Souths this week, is it? No, yeah, Souths. Yeah, they have got Souths this week, and they've got another tough game to finish with the Cowboys. I think I'll just pull it up here. But they're, like they're travelling well, and they had a good victory last uh, on the weekend. But they've got Penrith to finish with. Yeah. Okay. And mm. and Dearden's not going to be easy to replace because he's uh, for, you know, had a terrific season. We all know he went on and played in that third state of origin for Queensland. He's forged, forged such a wonderful combination with Chad Townsend. So um, we'll see who comes in uh, and plays this, the sixth role. But, yeah, their, their run home is, is quite tough. But they've done enough to finish in the top four. There's, there's no way that they won't... Um, miss out on the top four. I mean, their points differential. So P- Parramatta would have to win their remaining two games and it's nearly 200 difference, their points differential. Mm. So even if Storm lost their... Re- uh, the Cowboys lost their remaining two games, they'd have to be smashed and the Eels would have to win by plenty. So that was Saturday night that Deedon had that surgery. Uh, give us a call, 13 53 and we've got Steve. Morning, Steve. Hey, boys. How are we going? Mate, we're pretty good. Pretty good. What have you got for us? Oh, just getting ready for a road trip. Ooh, where are you off to? Kiss in Melbourne tomorrow. Oh, that's right. I saw them arrive last mm. week, didn't they? Yeah. And I've, I've, seen, I've seen some footage like from last night's concert. Not a Zimmer frame to be seen, so it should be good. Oh, beautiful. What's your favourite Kiss song? Oh, mate, anything. Any, any, any of the real old stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I was made for loving you, something like that. I'm not not well, not a real fan of the newer stuff, but as long as I stick to what it's about, it should be good. I hope. Oh, I'm sure it will be, mate. I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy your time. At the Righto, concert. heroes and villains. Hero has to be the AFL because they're continuing with this ridiculous firing that all it does is give NRL absolute <laughs> clean air for two weeks. <laughs> but the, as you know, Steve, in Melbourne. It's not exactly going to make them just all flock towards the NRL. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. But up there, like, it's very hard to put the Swans or GWS in the paper when there's nothing to put in the paper. 
You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. They lose all the traction, yeah. particularly after this this last weekend we've had, which was some great football. They just lose everything now. It's just it's mind boggling why they do it. And besides that, it gives the teams that limp into way an unfair unfair advantage in that they get a week off they probably don't deserve. Yeah, that, I, well, Loz and I were speaking about it earlier. I think we're both in a green. If, if you're going to have a week yeah. off, do it after the prelim final, build up mm. to the GF. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the villain, what's Newcastle's registered colours? It's red and blue, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. that's uh, it's got to do, I think, with the mining industry, that strip they wear, that yeah. orange strip they wear. I think it's something well, to do in that regard. Well, two things, like, A, it's a home game, and it's the red and blue army, it's not the orange and pink or whatever it was. And B, like, I'm colourblind. I was looking at TV, and I thought they were playing each other. I was looking to see who the sponsor was so I could determine who had the ball. It was that close for someone that has, like, colour difficulties. It was just ridiculous. Why don't they wear the red and blue at home? Can't answer that. Like I said, I I forgot what that commercial agreement is, but it's something to do with one of their sponsors, and I think the mining industry has got to do with it as well. But, yeah, not sure, Steve. Craziness, craziness. All right, have a good time, boys. Good, good on you, Steve. Thanks for the call, mate. Yep, 22-8. to eight. The Knights led at halftime yesterday. 28-22. That try that proved the difference in the end. Joe Tarpany, the little ball to Papali'i, then Jack White and finish it off. Gee, that was a good try. They had three big guns for the Raiders. They needed them to fire mm. in that second half, and they did. Uh, it wasn't looking good at halftime, but they turned it around. So they keep their season alive, but Tarpany's been... Their best player all season. Jeez, he's had a good year, Joe Tarpany. You could argue that he's the best front rower in the competition. Um, and I know he is able to talk to clubs at the end of the year. Um, but the Raiders will be doing everything they possibly can to try and re-sign him for a long period of time. On the text line, we've got a few people saying, uh, yeah, very elegant, probably should be forgiven for that run. Hey, fellas, just watched replay very elegant and thought her run was solid considering ridiculous tempo. As we saw last year, she's really a 2,400-plus stayer, and I think she can produce her best if she gets in a race that is a true test of endurance, says Aaron. And someone else texted earlier, just, uh, hey, lads, here's the sectional breakdown, a very elegant run. The leader went 1,000 metres, 6802, 1,200, 81.36, 1,493.38. Anyway, very elegant's last 600 was almost the best in the race. It was just impossible to run the time to reel in the leaders off that tempo. No name to that one, but uh, a few excuses there for the mayor last night. Now, Jeff's on the line. G'day, Jeff. Hello, Jared. Oh, you're a Carlton fan, aren't you? <laughs> Jared, you know what? Oh, <laughs> mate. I mean, mate. There, there, are, there are more important things in life than sports. But you know what? I tossed and turned last night and I said to myself, what have I done in my life that's so bad? <laughs> I mean, oh, mate, honestly, we're on a group chat with my brothers, right? We're all fanatical Carlton supporters as we are St. George. And as soon as my younger brother, who we called the accident because he wasn't planned, <laughs> <laughs> As soon as he mentioned, oh, are we getting tickets? Would you rather play in Melbourne or Brisbane? As soon as he did that at three-quarter time, <laughs> that was it. It was all over. Like, it was just, it was heart-wrenching. 
Yeah, that that is one of the most tragic defeats I reckon I've seen in recent times. You're up to like 25 points in the last quarter. You've lost with 10 seconds left the week before. Um, You've lost the last four games of the season. Oh, you watched it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I watched a lot of in it. The last, in, in the last 35 or 40 seconds, Corey Durden, like the small forward for Carlton, right? Yeah. Had the ball, he marked it. All he had to do, there was a bloke with his arms up. I think it was Zach Fisher. Yeah, and he, and he went to the pocket up. to the Collingwood player. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was an awful <laughs> kick, wasn't it? It was like someone had just put a knife in my heart and twisted it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to see any semi-finals this year. Saints are gone. Carlton are gone. Like it's just heart wrenching. Oh, you, you, you stood after a while, buddy. <laughs> what was that? I said, what was that, Clarky? I said, support the Tigers, mate. You get used to it after a while. Clarky, oh, oh. mate. Oh, they were just horrible, weren't they? How bad? Oh, man, mate, honestly. Can I ask you this as an ex-rugby league player? Yeah. Do you reckon they just give up? And I, I, I hate saying that because I don't think, for me. It's not probably the right thing to say, but I just want to get your thoughts. I mean... Uh, you know what? I hate saying it too, but I, I think at the end of the day, your effort is not there. So if your effort's not there, Jeff, you, you give up. You know when you, say, you, know when you yeah. say at the end of the day, what day are you actually talking about? What a ridiculous <laughs> saying that is. At the end of the day? Well, it's the end of my shift. I've got 45 minutes to go, Jeff. So it is the end of my day. <laughs> Start of yours, though. He said to give up. <laughs> I went into the uh, I went to the bakery the other day, and I don't mind a pie and a sausage roll. And it had a sign up there: "Homemade pies and sausage rolls." So I, said, yeah. I said to the lady, "Did you make them at home?" She said, "No." I said, "Do you live upstairs?" She said, "No." I said, "Well, how the hell are they homemade?" <laughs> Love you, boys. Good, Good on, on you, Jeffrey. See you, buddy. Thank you, mate. Uh, Todd, morning, Todd. Good day, guys. How are you? How are we? Good? Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. You got to hear our villain for us? Yeah, mate. Uh, just before I uh, do that, I just wanted to give a, a big shout-out to the Royal Hotel at Tari. Um, mate, I went there um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the publican um, is very, very nice up there. Gave me his uh, cap, and I uh, love the new reservation. Just a really awesome pub. And uh, one of the things you like to enjoy when going for a cold drink is not just the punch, but also a bit of atmosphere, mate. And uh, this is what um, the public has, uh, has created there. It's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic up there. And they're huge um, supporters of the show. And uh, love uh, Mr. Daly. So uh, just big shout-out to them. Get to the rule at Tari. I'll be up there next time I'm in Tari. And um, the Heroes, guys, is uh, the Collingwood Football Club, uh, top four. Um, if you go through their form this year, they're only um, lost, like, they've won about 10 games by, like, under a goal. And, like, I'm a huge um, believer in uh, numbers and omens. And, um, look, they lost by 13 points against Geelong in, in uh, round three this year. Uh, if they beat them, they get a home preliminary final. There's something about uh, Collingwood. They might be the team of destiny this year, I think. Yeah, it's... I love oh, a team that doesn't give they've up. They've got a sense of destiny about them and the way they're winning these games. But, um, oh, yeah, incredible. I think, yeah, 12, their last 12 wins have all been by 12 points or under. Yeah. Which is incredible. But they keep coming, you mm. know, that's what I like about them. And, and if you've got that as a habit in your team, mm. regardless of where you are, you'll always believe you can win. And that's what they've got in their squad at the moment. No Collingwood, doubt. they just keep coming and fighting and finding a way. Who's your villain, Todd? 
Um, my villain was going to be Manchester United because, mate, I don't even want to talk about it. Liverpool's going to pump this tomorrow, and uh, it's very sad being a new United fan since '98. Uh, anyway, but uh, Maxwell villain is um, the FCC or Andrew Grace course because when they don't tell anyone that comes from in the state to go and attend the races, that they only accept card only and not cash um, for tickets or for uh, drinks or for food. You know, it would be common decency for them to let punters know that they can only uh, go in through their car because uh, then I made, a ra- made arrangements with my car and been able to go in and enjoy the day. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to get in. So me coming from Bendigo, I mean, it's a bit of a deal. Um, I've been going around with since uh, Sunway won the Doncaster in 99. So, you know, I never had this happen to me before. So just wanted to tell the punters out there that if you're going to go to Railway World Ram to go to the carnival, um, make sure you've got your card on you because you're going to need it. And that's interesting for me because as a punter since uh, I was 15 in 97 when Martin Tower won the um, Melbourne Cup, um, I never bring my card to a, to a casino or to a course because of responsible gambling. Um, and so it's interesting that they they want you to bring your credit card now. Okay, I guess it's just a product of you know the cashless society that we're heading into. Just on the Tom Dearden situation, uh, NRL physio who uh, is pretty good with his uh, injury diagnosis and potential recoveries on social media says that uh, well, after Dearden suffered a ruptured testicle, had surgery Saturday night, apparently two to four weeks recovery. Uh, if treatments perform within two or three days which is what's happened here, 90% make full recovery, no long-term implications when you talk fertility and that sort of stuff. I mean, that's a serious matter, yep. obviously, for young Tommy Dearden. But uh, on a footy front, two to four weeks. Two to four, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought it was something like that because I remember Peter Wallace years ago doing it. I think he only spent a couple of weeks on the sideline. But um, I can't afford to have him missing semi-final time, Tommy mm-hmm. Dearden, the way that he's worked so well with... Um, Chad Townsend, but also his defence in his running game has been superb for the Cowboys, and they haven't got an obvious replacement. So I suppose they could look at putting drink water into the halves and putting Hemiso back to to fullback. Oh, that's yeah. but it. Still takes a lot. Takes a lot away, away from them, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. First and out of retirement. Yeah, <laughs> put him back in the couple. <laughs> couple of games, couple of free headgears. Yeah. Just, he wouldn't want to take drink water away from fullback. Oh, he's playing too well there. Yeah. And he doesn't have to do that defensive workload. Mm. And you look at the effect that Munster has had on Melbourne since he's been put back to fullback. Mm. You know, he can just bob up anywhere. He doesn't have to do his 25, 30 tackles. Um, it keeps him fresh with the ball. And that's one of the reasons why their attack is starting to, to look a bit better. Time for JR's weekend news to know. JR, good morning to you again. Let's start with a bit of a racing update. Uh, outstanding performance from Enemo. Not so from Very Elegant overnight. Yeah, that's right, boys. Good morning, everyone, and good morning to our listeners. Uh, Enemo, as you said, was outstanding in the Wink Stakes at Randwick on Saturday, ridden by James McDonald, and certainly showed why he's regarded as the next superstar of Australian racing. He raced clear to win by one and a half lengths ahead of Fangirl and Profondo, and I reckon Jared is only going to get better as he goes on throughout the spring too. And in opposite results in form, Very Elegant. Look, she didn't beat a horse home in the group one and she started as favourite. She settled at the tail of the field and really not 
got never got into contention and followed the field with the, another six ahead of her. But this is the first time she's finished last in her 39-start career. But they went pretty slow in that race, and her trainer has come out and said, look, he's not going to give up on her, and that Frankie Dettori said she was a bit rusty in the early parts of the race, but they believe she ran on really well. So let's hope that they give her another start and give her another go because there was a lot of debate as to whether or not she should have gone over there to race overseas. So we'll have to wait and see what connections decide to do. Coming out of the AFL, Carlton heartbreaking loss <sighs> yesterday and they miss out on the finals. But also Essendon looking for a new coach, JR. Yeah, this match, loss we were glued to the TV yesterday. We're watching Carlton and Collingwood and watching the Pies kick those last five goals of the game. They sealed that one-point win at the MCG. And the sad thing for the Blues is they'd been in the top eight all year year and they had a 25 point lead almost five minutes into the final term before their game completely unraveled so a really disappointing end to their season it was a fantastic game of footy though and Essendon as you mentioned they've sacked their coach Ben Rutten he was contracted for next season but he had been on shaky ground in recent weeks he was only into his second year and took them to the finals in his first year and look they did have a poor year and it was they openly chased Alistair Clarkson without telling Rutten of their plan so it was a very messy end to his coaching time there but they will now search for their third coach in four seasons with reports they're already linked to James Hurd. It's been desperate times for Cricket Australia trying to get our top line international stars playing in the BBL and they've got Dave Warner back at the Sydney Thunder. Yeah, I think this is a good boost for the BBL. It's the first time we've seen him since 2013 play in this league and he's joined on with the Sydney Thunder on a two-year deal and Dave Warner has said, look, hopefully I can put some bums back on seats and entertain as much as I can. It's not specified how many games he's committed to, but the club has said he should be available for as many as five following his duties with the Australian team. So it'll be great to see him back in that arena. And the USA won the duel in the pool very late on on the final evening of uh, competition. Yeah, and look, there was close to 3,500 fans packed out in the stadium to watch this duel in the pool, which just goes to show that Aussie swimming fans are out there wanting to watch live swimming. And the United States, they did win. They beat Australia in the... It was 309 to 283, but history was made. Retiring Australian star Ellie Cole joined fellow para-athlete Will Martin, as well as Emma McKean and Grayson Bell in the first relay that featured para and able-bodied swimmers in at the same event. So that was a really nice way to send off our most decorated female Paralympian. So it was a really successful event, I think, and I just think it just goes to show the quirky rules and the different events all made for some really great viewing and entertainment to get some eyeballs on swimming. Okay, great stuff, JR. Thank you. And you will, you'll be back with the news in a couple of minutes' time. Just uh, looking at some of these texts for heroes and villains this morning. Hero uh, Julia Robinson, NRLW star, and the support shown to her in relation to keyboard warriors. Uh, yes, the Brisbane player. Uh, two tries yesterday. It was great for the Broncos. Villain the West Tigers. The board and the CEO. Uh, surely there has to be some accountability from the top down. Sacking the coach is the easy option and it clearly hasn't worked. Club is a mess, says Zach from Canberra. Hero, Josh King, 100 games in the NRL. He's got plenty over the years off nights. Fans at Melbourne has played two and a half times the minutes as last year. Villain, NRL rule changes have led to blowouts, uh, says Fry yeah. Tuck. It's amazing um, just with the players that have gone to different clubs that excel down there at Melbourne. And I'm pretty confident, because I was talking to a bloke on the weekend about this, I think he's only played 22 games at Melbourne. I think his minutes total with Melbourne this season 
he's played more minutes than what he did for the Newcastle Knights. Hmm. So basically, the Newcastle Knights, he was getting a few minutes every game. Yeah. Whereas for Melbourne, he's playing longer minutes. Mm. So, and it just shows you the improvement you can have by being out on yeah. the paddock. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the only way you can improve is to play. Mm. Yet sometimes we don't allow our players to grow because you want them to be the finished product straight away. But without that experience and without exposing them to time and without exposing them to fatigue under, and being under pressure, they, they, they don't learn. Yet they get into a good system and they're able to have that. They learn and they become better. It's interesting how it sort of all works, and in particular down there in Melbourne. And I think that's why they're so good. They get players down there that fit into the system. They give them a job, a simple job, but it still requires them to be in the system, and they do it to perfection. It is incredible, these players who just sort of almost, almost I don't want to say struggle, but certainly don't shoot the lights out and then go to Melbourne and are just elevated to such an extent. Nick yeah. Meaney, Remus Smith, I know missed a lot of time this yeah. year. Players like that. Yep. And Josh King's another one. Oh, you could name um, a hundred of them. Oh, you, you, could, you could name a, a hundred yeah. of them. But that's what happens when you do go to a good club. But heads up, punters, the sticky and smoky crew are at it again. But this time it's all about the roar of supercars at Mount Panorama. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000, including a full weekend hospitality package, grid walk, track lap and accommodation. Now, this is a serious bucket list opportunity. Keep an eye out for Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, then ask the manager to get them. To simply or to enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. It's that easy. That's stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au. Supercars never tasted so good. Phil Moss coming up shortly. Leeds beat Chelsea 3 0 at Ellen Road last night. Manchester City and Newcastle at St James's Park finished 3 all. And City came from 3 1 down. Brighton. Went to London against West Ham and won 2-1. Uh, sorry, 2-0. Brighton beat West Ham. Uh, and tomorrow morning, it's Manchester United and Liverpool. And we'll get a full preview with Phil Moss shortly. Um, on the text line here, Swans fan from Normo. Not happy about us not mentioning enough for the Swans. We all were talking about Carlton. It was just the, the magnitude of that game, I guess, and the drama that it created. But absolutely, we're right on the Swans train here. Disappointed that uh, you know the Brisbane Lions didn't show up Friday night, and therefore Melbourne were able to lead them uh, the Swans into second, which means the Swans travel to Melbourne and play the Demons Friday week at the MCG. But the the prize for the winner of that is a home preliminary final. If the Swans can win that, and they did win against the Demons back in I think it was about round twelve or something yeah. was down there. Uh, so the Swans have shown they can do it, but they're right in premiership See calculations. What, it's, a, it's an open competition, the AFL. You know. Would Geelong deserved favourites now after finishing minor premiers? A couple yeah. of wins clear. Yeah, and quite rightly so. But I tell you what, are you confident that Geelong... Oh, no, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not a, say, not Melbourne a from last no, no, year. No, or... no, no. I, I think a lot of other... I think it's close. Mm. I, I really do. I can see anyone from um, at least six of those sides uh, being really competitive. You know, the Bulldogs have proven in the past. I mean, they've... 
fallen into the finals a couple of times and won a grand final and made another grand final. Richmond, they've still got Dusty to come back and he could be right oh. for week one of the finals. But that's going to be... I know Brisbane was smashed up there by Melbourne, but you still don't want to travel interstate to play a final. Um, but they'll have a lot of supporters up there, Richmond, so that's a big game. The Dogs have to travel across to Fremantle, but the top four... Um, I don't know. There's something about Collingwood that I like. The fact that they just keep winning and learned how to win tight games, geez, I reckon that'll hold them in good stead. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a cracking final series in the AFL as well. Uh, morning, boys. Winners and losers. Winner is jockey Rachel King. She's a champion. Losers are my Tigers and Laurie for not sharing his hot tip chicken shop with us on Friday, <laughs> says Farmer Bill. <laughs> Uh, I'll let people, you know when chicken shop runs. Good investment. Runs. Good investment, Clarky. Very good investment, buddy. Yeah. People asking how my tip Tarn's Prince went. Well, it didn't disgrace itself at 70 to 1, but it ran 8 of 10. It was four and a half lengths off the winner. It was never winning, just needs further. In fact, it went, I guess, up to maybe 1,800, oh, 2,000 When did, when did you give up on it? Uh, pretty early. Enough said. Why am I sitting here defending myself? <laughs> Mate, just cop it on the chin, eh? Just cop it on the chin. I'll tell you what, I was a proud man watching it on Saturday because I was hoping, like hell, I wasn't going to win because I didn't have anything on it. You're the best. And I was just uh, going, I just hope it doesn't win because I, I would have well. then had to pretend today well, it was I backed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the, oh, yeah, of course I backed it. Yeah, five each way. Yeah. God. yeah. Oh, death riding. No, I bet you were. The Moss Man, how are you? Oh, great, me, though. Great. I'm uh, experiencing what it feels like to be Laurie Dale. <laughs> <laughs> how like... many messages are you getting? Oh, I'm getting smashed. Absolutely hammered. And it's not just messages. I actually got a bit of a verbal downwaring the mall on Saturday <laughs> about the tips. <laughs> Is that right? What? what? Not specifically Leeds United, though, because that's what you're copying this morning on the text line. Oh, I bet I am. Yeah, you... no, not, not surprised at all. No, mm. this was just generally, you're, you're a shit tipster, Mossy. <laughs> Someone walked past me. Oh, just, just in Moringa Mall, family-friendly friend, venue. Absolute random. Yep. Well, mate, there's been about four or five <laughs> messages on the text line this morning to be given it to you, too. Oh, put... How dare you get it wrong, yeah. Mossy? Oh, I know, Clarky. How dare you? I love that you're walking down Ring of Mall and someone just chips you. Mate, I was just literally walking past the jewellery shop thinking, oh, there's some lovely jewellery in the in the window there. And then Mushka, passive-aggressive comment from behind a hand as someone walked past me, so I couldn't see which one it was. It was in a group. But, uh, yeah, felt good about myself for the rest of the day, I must say. Loz is delighted because it's not him for a change. <laughs> You should see the smirk on his face. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> but um, listen, um, those the texts that have come in this morning, have they got names on it? Uh, no names. Oh, of course Good morning, not. team BSB. <laughs> Can you not. please ask Mossy to change his prediction <laughs> of REL? Who's uh, really, well, it's Leeds okay. to get relegated. Oh, Leeds. That, that was your tip, wasn't it, at the start? We asked you who, who was in the relegation mix and who we, if you were having a bet, and Leeds was one of those teams you mentioned. But it's yep. very early days, Mossy. But that's a great win against Chelsea last night. Oh, it was. It was. And you know what? If you And full credit to the Leeds. They, they won the game and they won it well. Um, helped by a um, an absolute howler from uh, Mendy in goal for, for Chelsea. For the first one, Aronson pressed the ball. Mendy thought he was an outfield player. Tried to go on a bit of a Maisie and uh, <laughs> lost it. Um, and Tuchel actually uh, labelled it an own goal. Um, but... Um, 
but Chelsea, like, I don't know if you remember, but pre-season, they got towelled up and Tuchel really questioned the players' commitment and mindset. And that was the first sign of um, just some cracks uh, in the armour for me with Chelsea. And um, overnight, you'd have to say that there's another big one because um, even though Tuchel said, look, we, we were the better team on the day, I disagree with that. Um, you know, it wasn't anything to do with the way Leeds pressed us. I disagree with that. I think Leeds put good pressure on, mm. on Chelsea and they really won the game. So, um, yeah, maybe some cracks appearing in the Chelsea armour. What about Arsenal, buddy? Still on fire, aren't they? Perfect start, Clarky. Three, three this time last year, though, a zero from three. Yep. And yep. everyone was questioning Arteta and whether, he, whether he's the right man. Well, the question at the end of last season was, can he take them to another level? The, the start mm. is certainly um, is, uh, pretty resounding that uh, that he has taken them to another level. But obviously, they've got to um, maintain that. It's a long, long way to go. But um, certainly, early signs are very, very good. Yeah, tell you what, a poor start to the season by West Ham. Uh, 2-0 loss at home against Brighton. They haven't even scored a goal in the league yet. No, that's right. And Brighton were good. They were they were very good. Scored some good goals and um, and good value for that. Um, another one of my tips that went uh, completely the opposite way to what I thought it would on the weekend. But um, credit to Brighton. Uh, but yeah, West Ham and Aston Villa are the other one. Uh, a bit of pressure on Stevie Gerrard. Um, not, uh, not the start to the season that they were looking for. But uh, I'll tell you, the biggest talking point over the weekend and overnight was um, Newcastle. Manchester City, what a game that was. 3-3, it ended up. Newcastle down 1-0, came back to winning 3-1. And then uh, Manchester City had to dig very, very deep uh, through Haaland and um, Bernardo Silva to uh, equalise at the end. But Pep Guardiola gave Eddie Howe some huge praise at the end of the game about where Newcastle's heading, how they're planning, what they've got. And uh, said you can clearly see that they're uh, they're going to be a real threat this year. What about Tottenham, mate? Spurs, yeah, they're a bit hot and cold, Loz. I mean, they've, they've won again. Harry Kane with the only goal, but um, they were poor first half against Wolves. And uh, and then a little bit better in the second half. Kane scored in the 64th minute um, to set some personal records. Uh, 250 goals in all competitions, which is the most for a single, um, for a player at a single club, um, just surpassing Sergio Aguero um, with 185 EPL goals. But as, as Kane always says, I'll give the personal accolades back. I want a trophy. I want a major trophy with Spurs. So whether they can do that this season or not, they'll have to be better than what they were on the weekend. Well, big game tomorrow morning. Old Trafford, uh, the rivals, Manchester United and Liverpool. The market with Tab has United at home. $4.75 outsiders. Liverpool $1.65. And the draw paying $4.25. Now, what about Wayne Rooney? Uh, In the Times over in the UK, saying that he wouldn't play Cristiano Ronaldo and... And he also wouldn't play Marcus Rashford against Liverpool. And that if he was in Ten Hag's position, his main concern would be getting energy on the pitch. So they're all lining up to take shots there at United at the moment, even the uh, the past players. But uh, how do you see this playing out, Mossy? Well, I think Liverpool have got to do less to turn their season around than what Manchester United do. So, uh, And that might be stating the obvious a little bit. But uh, I think Liverpool will win this one. I think it'll be tight. Um, it's not often we talk about this clash with neither team in form, um, but I, I think Liverpool will win 2-1. I've got uh, Mo Salah to score or assist at any time and over 10 corners. Mm-hmm. Mossy, with, so if, if Man United lose tomorrow, I, you, I don't know whether you'd, you'd know, but I mean, first three games of the season, when would, would have been the last time Man United would have started the season 0-3? 
Well, the last time they were last on the... They, I don't think they've been last on the league ladder in the Premier League era, which is 92-93. Um, so that, that probably goes a long way to answering that one. Oh, wow. So if they lose tomorrow, they'll be last. They will be last because the goal difference with West Ham is the same. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it, when you, when you talk about Manchester United in that. Well, I think Mido quoted them as, uh, was it 1,000 to 1 relegation, Mido, before the season started? There were bets for them. It doesn't happen, can it? Surely no, not. I'll, I'll, no, no, surely It won't not. happen. It'd have to no. be the greatest disaster of all time. That's right. Unless they bring relegation forward to like round 10 or something. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to recap your multi for tomorrow. So you've got Liverpool 2-1. Uh, you've gone, well, say we go over nine and a half corners total and Mo Salah anytime goal scorer. Was that pretty much it, Mossy? Score or assist. Score or assist. Okay, I'm going to have to find that market. But anyway, you're getting well and truly well into double figures for that same game, multi. Yeah, I think it's around the $20 mark. But I I, I heard you scrambling for it while Loz and Clarkie tried to cover your your bacon there. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of markets. You have to go and scroll through. There's, you know, there's, what, how many markets for this game? 200 or so? So, yeah, you know, it's just got to take some time. I'd like to keep you on your toes. Guess who I spoke to yesterday on the phone? Beckham. No, no, no. He was too busy on a yacht, mate. No, the great man, Robbie Slater. (laughs) Ah, Slater, how is he? How is he? I saw his melon on Fox, actually, the other day. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's getting more and more... uh, more and more work, which is fantastic. But he, he does miss the BSB and the crew. Did he yeah, mean it? He him. was being... Yeah, no, he did. He, 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 place in his heart. No, Absolutely. He is missed. Yeah. He is missed. He's entertaining, to say the least. Hey, Moss, I want to ask you, what's going on at Brisbane Raw? I saw that they issued a 25-word statement announcing the departure of their left-back, Corey Brown, which has uh, created quite a storm. It certainly has over the weekend, you know. Um, look, I'm not privy to the, the facts, so it's hard to comment on what's actually happened behind the scenes. But what I do know is the, the, the first press release to come out was um, pretty average for a, for a player who... Uh, and, and whether Corey's done something bad or he hasn't, whatever, but, uh, you know, he's given good service to the club. And it was just a strange way to, to announce that um, a long-serving player is, is leaving the club with immediate effect. And the PFA are involved, and Bo Bush, um, the CEO of the um, Players Association is heavily involved in supporting Corey and getting to the bottom of what's actually happened. But, um, yeah, it's going to play out a bit because um, the PFA are adamant Brisbane have done the wrong thing. Brisbane are adamant they're doing the right thing. Um, So, um, as with everything, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in between. But it's going to play out over the next next few weeks, you'd imagine. Mossy, thank you so much. Been a pleasure as always, boys. You have a great week. And Punters Post Morton Big Show coming up after nine o'clock this morning as uh, the boys review uh, the Wink Stakes Group One racing there at Randwick on Saturday. And uh, well, you got that spring feeling in the air, don't you? As we head towards the San Domenico this weekend at Rose Hill Gardens as well. And uh, great to have back on the show, Ron Duff. See, morning, Duff. Yeah, good morning, guys. And good often they took the punt. Let's not go to start yet with Enemo. And uh, what a fantastic performance in the wing stakes. Yeah, terrific result for Godolphin to, to have a star cult like this. And uh, it's been well documented. He's a Group 1 winner of 2, 3 and now 4. And the sky's the limit. 
is he the best horse in the land? Um, probably might be. Um, we'll, we'll we'll know further as, as we get further into his preparation. But he did start off with a bang there on Saturday, a dominating late in that race. We know there's a pattern in his form to suggest that uh, he can he gets better as he gets more racing under his belt. So it could be scary how good he is. What did you make of some of the other runs? Uh, in that race, uh, Duff, like the likes of Profondo, Fangirl, and Mawanga as well? I think it's, go, it's obviously going to be a very strong race as far as the big races are concerned over the spring. And I, th- I thought there were some t- terrific performances in the race. Um, the race didn't map or, or set up well for Fangirl at all. She's come back enormous. And I'd suggest she's got a, she's one of the leading contenders going into a race like the Epsom Handicap. Profondo was fantastic. He's been work in progress. He's uh, just wide no cover there and he, he, to have the hide to have, have a dash at them there and look look a big chance there with 200 to go. So he was excellent. Nastaya, uh, Benno was great. Uh, he might develop into a Metrop chance. Um, a little bit better for Malal and uh, I thought Hinge went great as well. She's another one like a stablemate finger. Could develop into a an Epsom handicap horse in the spring. Mwanga, jury's out. We've got to have another look at him. He was he was very culty um, going onto the track, and and his mind didn't seem on things. He didn't appreciate being on the inside there. Um, yeah, mate, let's have another look at him before we make an assessment of him. This showmanship's a fascinating galloper, isn't it, Duff? Seven-year-old, I know it's had some issues, but former WA galloper, and uh, that was a, a nice win in the show county on Saturday. He's a winning machine. You knew he was in order when Danny O'Brien put him on the float. You know, he's had one run in two years. Yeah. Uh, so, he, and he's got a, and even though he's a, you know, older horse, and you, you've only got to just look at his record. Uh, his record is second to none. He, you know, he's only had, you know, hardly any starts. I think that was only 10th start yeah. on Saturday, and it's eight wins now. Uh, so, he, he's hard to pot. He's, he, they're very underrated, these. Western Australian sprinters with the form on the board, and he proved that on Saturday. Very durable and a, an excellent training performance. What are you doing with In Secret? I, yep, I didn't like the look of her on Saturday when she walked in. She she hadn't blossomed in the coat where you, you know the, you know when they're right when they're really blooming early in the spring. She hasn't, so that tells me there's more to come. Uh, she'll be very hard to beat next time at the twelve hundred. Just a little bit. Her pedigree's telling me once we get past the next step, if she wants to go on this Philly series, you know, the, the 1,400 and the mile, has she got the strength and a pedigree to do that? So she's got to prove that to me. But I think I might be on her back next time if she if she shows that improvement that I'm expecting. Did you see Very Elegant overnight yet? Uh, I have. Um, yeah, look, it's just, it was just a bit of a joke race, really. It was like a barrier trial. Mm. Um, it was a trot and can, a sprint home. Uh, the vision I see of her on, through the social media or whatever, she was in really good order. Um, so, yeah, uh, another one. Forgive. Let's have a look at her when she gets in a proper race. That wasn't a proper race. Duff, thanks so much. Catch you on Punters Postmortem. See you, guys. It is coming up shortly after the 9 o'clock news with JR. Now, I've got to give a winner out for heroes and villains. And I'm making an impulsive late decision here, Loz. Oh, dear. Jeez. And pup, this no text idea. has come late from Brett. Well, it came earlier. I just forgot to read it out, to be honest. But it's a winning text. Brett has won with this text. Hero, 
the 18-year-old footballer in Queensland who took his side to a premiership win through adversity, and that was Mannix Hunt that we interviewed last week from Bar mm. Calden. Yep. Good call. And his villain, Dave Stanley, suggesting they get him on the show after the interview was already done. <laughs> yeah, well played. You know? So, Brett, you have won on the text line. So many texts, just so many to get through, but appreciate them all and all the calls this morning. And that is our Monday wrapped up team. It's gone very quickly today, Mido. Certainly has. lot to talk about. Big week coming up. Uh, gee, big game Thursday night, isn't it? Brisbane, Para. Oh, a couple of desperate teams. Big Para, games this weekend. Especially Brisbane. Big games this weekend. If, if Brisbane lose... They're in trouble. They're in free form. Mm. You know? mm. Their saving grace, I suppose, is that they play a side outside the top eight in round 25, but they'd be on shaky grounds. Mm. They'll be on shaky grounds, the Broncos. And they've done such a great job already this season. And Kevy in particular to turn the Broncos around to get them in a position to play finals football. Because I think a lot of people thought that it could have been another long year for them. So it's a massive game for them. Have a great day, everyone. See you, pup. See you, team.